you ever wondered about the wild activities that go on at a bar? Well, that wondering ends right now. Welcome to the Open Bar Talk Podcast, where host Jim Search sits down with bartenders near and far to hear the whopping tales that only a drink slinger has. So buckle in, have a cold one, and enjoy it. And we're doing this one more time. Episode two. This is the second episode. How about that? What a time we're doing this. This is the uh, Open Bar Talk podcast where I sit down and interview bartenders about the crazy shit they've seen. And I have a bunch of fun segments around that, too. And if you're wondering who I am, I'll tell you who I am very quickly. I am Jim Search, and you can find me at jimsearchcomedy.com. You can go on all social media, find me at Jim Search. And if you want to email this show, you can do that. Email openbartalk at gmail.com. Fire off some cool stories about your time at a bar, and you, you know what? You just might have that read on the air. Who knows? Life is crazy. You never know what could happen. So without uh, further ado, I think we should uh, introduce uh, our next, uh, our <clears throat> rather current guest that we have on. Uh, he is a good friend, a good friend of mine, and now a good friend of the show. Yeah. I've known this guy for as long as I've been doing stand-up, so That's 11 years. I didn't think that. Think about that. Wow. 11 years I've known you, buddy. Uh, you know, we, uh, we co-produce and co-host a show, Muddy Waters, a comedy show. But you know what? That's neither here nor there. We are here to talk about him and his life as a bartender. And that man is none other than Thomas F. Ray. Hello, Jimothy. Can I call you Jimothy? Yeah, of is course. Okay Come on now. I, don't, I wouldn't respond to anything else. <laughs> I call Jim. Jimothy. Uh, I get, did I tell you where I got that from? Uh, no. I don't. Where did you get that from? American Dad. American, because Dad. American Dad had a joke about uh, Staniel and Jimothy or something like that, and I just immediately thought of you. Thought, called, started calling me Jimothy. Jimothy. Uh, for the record, this is the only guest to uh, ever call me Jimothy, <laughs> yeah. um, and probably the last one, actually, now that I think No one it. else thinks it's funny. Yeah, um, no, it's just you, bro. Uh, so, you know what? Thank you for coming by and doing the show here, it's my honor, friend. Sir. Uh, so, you know, as the show alludes and what we've talked about, you are in fact a bartender I and am. I want the, the fans in the streets want to know, uh, how did you get into it? What was, what were some of your first memories? So, um, you've been doing stand up for 10 years. I've been doing it for, I was going to, I'm, I don't want to to correct you on your own podcast, but I think I'm doing it for nine years. There's actually, well, I've been doing it for 11, 11 so. years. So I've known, I guess you, I've known yeah. you my whole comedy career, but you haven't known right. me your whole comedy career. Got it. Um, so it makes you more of an established comedian, no, I guess. No, it <laughs> okay. Um, just to start out, I, um, I've been acting for almost 20 years and I, there's a story going on. There's acting for almost 20 years and, um, I decided to do stand-up in 2010. I started, I wanted to start doing stand-up. Okay. And the problem was that um, I quit my job, and I, st- I was doing uh, stand-in work and acting work. And the money was kind of drying up. There, at that time, there weren't that many shows in New York City. So I decided that if I was going to start stand-up, I needed a new revenue. So I decided to start bartending in 2010. And uh, no one would hire me. Right. And no, even though I had uh, extensive jobs since I was 14, I didn't have any work in the service industry. And I applied to a bunch of jobs, and no one would give me a call back. And just just my luck, I was on, um, I forget what it was. Was it Craigslist, maybe? Okay. I was on Craigslist. And on Craigslist, I found this restaurant that um, said they were hiring barbacks and bartenders and such. So this is what I did. I had a friend who worked at a restaurant. I said, hey, I want some experience. Can I go, can I work with you as I'm putting in this thing? Say I worked at your restaurant. Right. He said, sure. I went behind the bar for half a day, learned a little tiny bit, and I put that on my resume. And then I went to another bar that was doing this thing where, like, if you bring 10 people, mm. it's like a bringer show. Mm-hmm. You bring mm-hmm. 10 people or whatever, and then... You, you guest bartend, right? Yes, guest bartending, which is awful. We could talk about that for forever, but it's not fun. Because you don't, you don't know anything. You don't know anyone. So, it was like, you bring people. So, I bought people, and I found out, like, a year later, that bar was, like, condemned. <laughs> it was more than shut down. More than what I'd say, it was condemned, uh, the building. Um, and then, so I started working in Rockefeller Center at Bill's Bar and Burger. It's a two-floor burger joint. I don't know if anybody ever heard of it. Um, 
and I worked there for four years. And as I have, a barback, or so a... Uh, sorry, yeah, I started as a barback. So I, my first interview, there was like this big room, and everybody's in it. Everybody's talking about what they're going to do. Um, I've never opened a restaurant before, okay. and then uh, that's what they call it when you open up a restaurant. And uh, the the manager GM was like, "Hey, I like you, but you don't have any experience." I'm going to make you a bar back, and then we'll move you up to bartender. Oh. And I was like, in which Perfect. I found out that, not that it rarely happens, but it doesn't happen like that on an interview. Sure. And so I bar backed for six, no, September, October, four or five months. Okay. And wow. then I moved up to bartender. That quickly. Well. Uh, is, that qu- uh, is, is that quickly? That's, I mean. That's quickly for a man who was. Very angry to be a barback. We <laughs> 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 had no experience. I've done that maybe um, a couple of times in my life where I'm just like, I deserve to be the number one. Like It's like wrestling where I'm just like back there like, who's the man? Me, you know, I'm a better bartender than anybody out here. Um, well, what happened was in opening a bar, uh, I don't know if you noticed, if you've ever been around a bar to open, the turnover is high, very high. Astronomically high. Oh, my God. All the service industry is it's high. Yeah, so like... Half your bartenders, you lose them within a couple of months, if, mm-hmm. that, if that, weeks, months. Half your servers. So there's, like, a turnover. In my case, like, people were, like, legit stealing, like, legit um, not underreporting tips, like, right in the beginning, like, just taking right. advantage of, like, all the chaos that was going on. Sure. So it, was, it wasn't easy for me to move up by just, like, not doing any of that <laughs> it was just but it was just, just being honest he eventually <laughs> then became a bartender right in a slimy industry yeah. so uh so that was your kind of uh foothold into the world of bartending yes so then how long have you been bartending uh, this is my 10th year you, okay so you've been you've seen it all i've seen more than my fair share of everything and, uh, well, I believe it. Like, I feel like if you bartend for, like, three months, you're just like, who are these people? <laughs> and how did they get here? Because yeah. I don't fucking know what rock you crawled out from under. But now, so then my, my question then is that you've done it for 10 years. Um, what bars have you worked? Like, have you just been in, like, uh, nightclubs, you know, ta- taverns, yeah. like, the uh, dive joints? Like, have you, what have you worked? So, Yes. Um, I've been, <laughs> I've been, so this is my, right now I'm working in my third stable bar that I've been to, like had, had like long-term work in, okay. but I've worked in a bunch of different bars, just like guest bartending and, and, um, helping people out and like doing different things like that. So I've worked in like, uh, bars that I've been behind bars that are like cool and are not cool. Like, I don't know what's going on in some of them and some of them i just just for a note, like bartending for me is all about knowing where things are. So I can't do a good job if I don't know where the beer is, where the wine is, like all that stuff. I have to know all those things. Sure. Um, just And the reason why I know all this stuff is because in in the Bill's Bar and Burger, which I'm going to name shout out because I haven't worked for them forever. I don't care. Yeah. They, uh, they are a part of a corporation that got, that got bought by another corporation after I left. But you could walk into work in there. And they will go, hey, they need uh, somebody over in Midtown West for you to bartend. So you are going to go there today. So you would expect to be going in just like you walking into work and they're like, another place needs you. So you need to go there. So you It's like McDonald's. Like, it's, <laughs> they're all the same everywhere you go. So you can go to any Bill's bar and you're it's well, the same. It's not even Bill's. It's, it's the, whoever they own. So there was, there was a seafood place. They own seafood places, burger joints. Uh, and different concepts, Mexican food and stuff like that. Right. And you would just have to go there and in like a lunch rush or something like that. And people would be like, I don't understand. How come you don't know what this is? And you're like, I've never been here before. <laughs> Got <laughs> right? it. I've so never... it's like the, it's like a setup to fail McDonald's. Yeah. Also, you get cut um, early. That's another thing about bartending. So uh, people, so you start at a certain time, certain bars. If you, if nothing's going on, they'll be like, hey, I, I, think you should go whatever it is yeah you're costing money being here yeah and so what they'll do is they'll if you go to one of those other places you are almost 100 percent going to be cut so you're not making so you come in thinking you're like well normally on a wednesday i'll make this amount of money but then you'll make like less than that because you're going to a place that just like sucks yeah and you don't know (laughs) you don't know anything so nobody's coming over to you they don't know you as a bartender and then they're like oh we're gonna have to cut you for the day and you're like 
Why am I even here? <laughs> why is that? Why? Got it. Got it. All right. So, uh, so 10 years, right? Yes. You said roughly. Now, well, now I think it's a good point to get into what shit have you seen from behind the bar? Like, what are, what are some of the indelible yes. moments that have stuck out to you? Just like, I can't believe this is happening or like, wow, this is, you, you lit up. Go yeah, ahead. no, I'm, <laughs> Um, I I say that. Are we going to get into like things that piss me off, or also, or are we? This do, is. I I mean, can I do that first, or are we? Gonna, do you want stories first? Which stories? One? Let's go stories, with stories story. first. We'll we'll talk about the pet peeves later, but we want stories. Yeah, I I always try to do this in my act, and I always forget about it by the time I get on stage. But things that piss me off, I would talk about anyway. So stories. Um, I have a story for like each restaurant that I worked in. Um, the wildest one was I used to work for this um, Mexican concept. In Upper East Side. Okay. And um, it was different because I worked in that place and they had a place in Astoria. Okay. And the um, the place in Astoria was more like restaurant vibey things. But the place uptown kind of was like a pub vibe. And for your listeners, the difference is just like clientele and like service. Like one place, the pub vibe is more alcohol Restaurant vibe, obviously more food. Right. So the pub vibe one was wild because people would come in and they would be like, I want this. And I want like, not say like, hey, how you doing? Whatever. It's like, I want this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Very transactional. Like, oh, my God. Yeah. Like, I live in Manhattan. I'm an important person. Give this to me. You know, and you're sure. just like, and you don't need that. Like, when you're working your 10th hour or whatever it is. Um, so one time uh, this guy was drinking. So you're supposed to take, like, cards when people sit down. Sometimes you have credit cards. Sometimes you have time. Sometimes you don't. Sometimes you just make a judgment. You just go, you know, I don't have time, but you're just ordering a drink, so I'm going to allow you to stay here, whatever. I've seen you before. I haven't seen you before. I don't remember what it was. I think this young lady sat down first, and then she was eating. Some guy pulled up to her. Okay. And she had, like, a bottle. So we were doing a special, like, half off a bottle of wine or something. Oh, shit. She had a bottle for Delph. (laughs) <laughs> like she was rocking. She was rocking a bottle for Delph. He pulls up. There's a story behind that. But go on. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. like you're eating a salad and a whole bottle. Of, you know, have a whole bottle of white wine. Mm-hmm. I guess if you can get it, get it right. <laughs> um, Speak your truth. Yeah. Uh, so, dude pulls up the side of her, and he's like, um, "I thought he knew her because it's like being a crazy night, right?" So she's being friendly. He's being friendly. Turns out they, they didn't know each other. Okay. He was being a creep at some point and she was like this guy's being a creep so i was like yo chill chill out you to gotta go yeah okay. to the go I was, yeah to the lady i was like you're ordering a bottle of wine <laughs> Tap off. you are really? a creep <laughs> so i tell the gentleman i'm like you gotta go you gotta get out of here right my manager comes over and he's like he's like yo you gotta go you're being weird whatever right he tells my manager so he looks at my manager straight in the eye and he takes a swing at him. <laughs> I've never, <laughs> I've never, I've never seen that before in my life. The, like, and, hey, you have to leave. Yeah, just and whiffs, right? So my, this, my manager's like a younger dude, and he's, right. so he's just like, you know, he just is like lights up himself, <laughs> and he just is like bet. So like the security guard sees him, the other manager sees him, and like the other bartender. So one of the bartenders is like ex-military dude. Oh, boy. Everybody swings out yeah. from behind a bar. Everybody runs up to the dude. So they start carrying him. Like, um, I don't even know what the proper thing is. Just like, it's just like not in an unsexy Marilyn Monroe way. <laughs> just, <laughs> they start carrying him out the bar. So I'm fine. So I'm making sure that he doesn't kick anybody, which is weird. Sure. So, I'm at the tail, cause I'm so there's no last. one behind the bar then. There's right? no one because behind the bar. Because you and the manager yes. and like the three other fucking ex-military vets are yes. dealing with this motherfucker. Because they were like, so everybody's on like toxic manhood. Sure, sure. Toxic manhood injections, right? Sure, yeah. So yeah, everybody's yeah. like, as soon as they see it, they're just like on it. So they jump and then I'm making sure he's not kicking anyone. So I'm at the tail end of the snake. So I'm trying to like, I'm trying to like protect people and i'm like nothing to see here yeah so what i don't expect happens is that these dudes i don't they couldn't have planned it because this was all very like they give him the heave ho outside of the bar like literally he's in their arms four feet off the ground and all the dudes just throw him on the pavement jesus christ and you just like out like of a the, movie yeah, like in a movie where you but you hear a sickening thud <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> so i'm like i'm like i'm like this is 
I was like, do we plan? I wasn't part of that plan. You I know? wasn't part of a murder, guys. <laughs> he gets up. Oh, he gets up. He right. gets up because he's drunk. And he goes, you guys are assholes, blah, blah, blah. And I don't know. See, this is where, I, this is where like, you can't, you can write this stuff. It's, like, so weird. Two young ladies are like, you guys are being assholes to, to us. <gasps> so they just walk up they and they're like, in. he's great. You got, like, whatever they were saying. <laughs> all I remember, all they I haven't was, seen any of the nothing, right? I just, was like, what do you, what do you, you don't even know what the, you guys are being, a, and then like they're getting in a cab and they go, come with us. To, this to creep, the guy. To this creep. Get and they the get fuck in the cab and they go away. No and I was like, way. And I was like, that is the weirdest end to anything I've ever seen before in my life. That's fucking nuts. You get to go away in a cab with two young ladies who These I'm, two chicks who are just like, and who, you were hurt. You were, <laughs> I can't believe this. They heard the sickening thud. They heard the sickening thud. And then he got up and was, you know, the the victim, right? Well, here's a question now, obviously. I don't know if you know. But, like, was the good-looking dude? Like, was he a, a Wall Street bro? No, was he was it? just some He was some, some guy in a college shirt who got hammered and was being creepy. Mm. You know what I mean? It, he, was, he was a white dude, but he was on the youngest side. Okay. So I can see them being like, all those guys are picking on you. And I, you know, whatever. And I'm just like, you have no clue what's going on. I think I screamed that. In my head, probably I said it. <laughs> I have no clue what's going on here. You, you don't even know where this is and why this is happening. Also, like, yeah, I could understand you seeing that and being like, but also ask somebody what he did. What did? Why? Why? Because I think one of the things that like often gets left out of those uh, scenarios is like behavior doesn't exist in a vacuum, right? Correct. Like you don't just grab someone and throw them out of a bar. No, you know what I'm saying. Like, now that's not to say that like you shouldn't. You shouldn't. You shouldn't do that. You shouldn't do it. But like, and that's not to say that like there aren't like situations that don't merit it, right? Right. Because like, if he was just like, "Hey, baby," and they're like, "Fuck you," and then like, like, all right, that's exactly certainly that is behavior. But it doesn't just happen where someone is just like, "We're just gonna throw you out." It's the wrong place to save somebody in a bar in Upper East Side. That's not. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) there isn't. Those aren't the downtrodden. Also, how is he like the victim right now? I know, I understand. It's like he, died, but. So it was just like a real, just like reverse of fate, where like he was supposed to lose, but then like two wow. chicks, and then t- and he did t- pay his bill because I had wait I had, the two girls paid the bill. No, no, he he. Uh, so my manager comes up to me after and he was like, "Where's did he? Do you have a credit card?" And I was like, "No," because <laughs> mm. I I trusted the fact that he was fine, and that that was the first and last time I did that. So and now you get a credit card from everybody. So yeah. So well, depending the, the unless it's a regular or something that you know. Correct. Exactly. Got it. Uh, so another one. Uh, yeah. Well. So, well, I guess I have a question. So yeah. he paid the bill, and then like, so he paid the bill. <laughs> I'm. So he paid the bill, and then swung at the guy. No, no, like, he never paid his bill. So he oh, had, he like, never paid the he bill. Had, like, Twenty. Yeah, like twenty dollars worth of drinks. Got or it. Something, and then my manager was like. Ooh. Why don't you take a card? I'm like, is that what you're worrying about right now? <laughs> you know, worth the drink. You, you, you just mur- do a man to his... Right? You may have murdered somebody. You might have shattered that man's pelvis. <laughs> could have murdered somebody on that, but you worried about $20? They were so now did you out. have to pay the $20? No, thankfully, um, it was a situation where the manager was just like, oh, you should have you got the card. But since everything's going crazy, I'm just going to comp that. <laughs> <laughs> got it. Yeah. Just let it, let it rock, right? Yeah. All right. Well... Yeah, that uh, Jesus Christ, man! I wouldn't have expected uh, two young ladies to be like, "You're the best," and then the worst, the and then worst. Which, like, the moral of the story for him is just like, keep doing was, this. You know, and that's the other thing. It's like whether he remembered it or not. It's like you still want you won because you didn't get murdered for being a creep. And everywhere. you didn't pay your bill. And you didn't pay your bill. You didn't pay your bill. Yeah. So now what did the lady do when you came back? Was she just like, She was just like, fuck? I'm ready to pay my bill and I'm ready to get I'm, out I'm of here. Yeah. Back here again. This half price bottle of wine is not enough for, for what just happened. <laughs> I just saw you guys toss a man like he was uh, some garbage. Right, um, well, but also like, I would think that since she's being assailed by some creep, that yeah. she's like, fuck this. I'm I'm a, I don't blame her. Like, you shouldn't come. Like, it's, I mean... But that was the vibe kind of that bar. It was weird um, because people, as my manage, as one of my managers used to always say, it's people who, these people around here live in Manhattan, expect to be treated like Manhattanites. But at this part in the um, Upper, Upper East Manhattan, Side, Upper East Side, it's like 
you you're living with eighteen roommates type of thing, <laughs> you know right? What I mean? Like so you're paying. It's like it's like yeah, you're paying a thousand dollars, but <laughs> it's like champagne taste with Kool Aid money. Yeah, like, but you're demanding, you know, as you're right. So you you're all that and you're demanding. So but it's like, out. but you don't have the like you don't have the juice to do it. Right? Ex- exactly. You're not you're not going home to a penthouse. You're going home to a cubby hole. That you're going to go 18 on. other people, right? Yeah. So get the fuck out of here. But that's what, in that, that was the vibe of that whole place. And it, that's what made it weird to work there because everybody was being so like, I'm mistreating in my life, so I'm going to mistreat you type of thing. And I would have to Shit be like. Shit runs downhill. Yeah, man. But it's well, got to like, stop somewhere. Well, eventually, well, I'm assuming it's like, you know, they're in finance. They have a big dog about them who chews them out on the exactly. regular. They then leave there, then choose someone out. And, you know, dog kicks or boss yells at man man kicks dog well they they expect a lot i think a lot of time for every place i've bartended somebody's trying to disrespect me and i go the word is nah like and i don't say it with i don't say it intentionally right i it's something that comes out of me and I just I, I i i channel my best uh tupac shakur and i just go nah <laughs> we're not doing this right now we're not having this. Not oh, I'm going to talk to your man. Okay, cool. Call them over. Let's talk to them together. We'll we'll talk with them together if you want. I don't. Yeah, they don't. A lot of people don't expect that. Um, those are things about bartending that it, I just think people aren't educated on uh, what it is to be a bartender right. or what it is to work in the service industry. So they get crazy. But I'm always willing to explain how things should work. So yeah. Fair enough. So, all right. So that is that, right? Yes. That is that. So, what is there another sort of like? Uh, that sounds like a real like flash point, flashpoint <laughs> moment, right? You could call it that, yes. Well, because that's crazy, but like, yeah. I mean, no one expects that loser to win. But uh, do you have any other sort of stories? What what's what's some more of that crazy shit that you've seen? Um, I could tell you one that just happened on on. Um New Year's Eve. Current event. Oh, New event. Year's Eve. Oh, this is, yeah. Okay, so, uh, Fertile ground. I'll let you Fertile ground. know. I, I currently work in a nightclub. You asked me if I work in a I currently oh. work, but I'm more like a um, a freelance sniper. Like, they call me in. <laughs> Bring in the wolf. Need, yeah, they need me. <laughs> you the wolf. When man. they need, like, um, like there's, I think there's 10 or 12 of the bartenders that can work at this place. Mm-hmm. So, if they need me, they'll call me, which is great, you know, because it's, it's, um, it's a good gig. But, the people can be lousy. Sure. So currently, well, it's a nightclub. <laughs> I haven't met the most uh, uh, chaste of human beings in a nightclub, <laughs> Tommy. No. But go on. They, uh, they're so virtuous. Um, they're, so recently, so I'm, I'm bartending this event, and I'm, I'm up there. So I think a lot of people mistake when they think, when they say no ice in a drink. Right. They think you're going to get more alcohol. Like sure. It's code. It's not. I'm going to give you the same pour that I would get. Same pour, right. Exactly. But you're going to get, like, more juice. Now it's just going to be warm. <laughs> yeah, it's just going to be warm. Correct. You have warm vodka you're soda, You're not right? cheating this. You're not hacking the Matrix at all. No, no, no. no. Like, a four-ounce pour is a four-ounce pour. Right. It's just that the ice creates more volume for your drink, right? So there's there's 1.5, there's two, and there's a three-ounce pour, right? Mm-hmm. So if you say, if you say, I want a regular drink, that's one, depending on the establishment, right? But this is this sure. is like the so one and a half is uh, regular. That's your GNT vodka sure. soda. Two ounces is a on the rocks pour, and if you want double, that's a three ounce pour. Right. So th- that's the terminology that that works. So when you say those things, I know how to do it. So what pisses me off is uh, well, I'll tell the story. Yeah, so on New Year's Eve, get, we're getting to the story. We're getting to the story. Yeah, I got to reroute it. Yeah, get, yeah. get to the story. You know how I, I like to go off the rails. Um, I, I didn't. Yeah. Um, yeah. So they. <laughs> so um, I'm bartending. It's really crowded. Everybody's like celebrating New Year's. It's really intense. This lady comes up to me with the free chips. So a lot of times, um, when I do events, sometimes they'll have like the promoter, promoters will get chips. So sure. sometimes they'll give out the chip to anybody who friends are there. So this lady comes up to me with a free chip and she goes, "I would like uh, uh, vodka cranberry." Okay. Then I start putting ice in the cup, and she's like, no ice. Okay. So I already, I'm already pouring. So I take another cup, and I strain the vodka out and right. put it into a cup. So it's one and a half ounces. And I just dump cranberry in there, put a straw in it, and I give it to her. Sure. 30 seconds, minute, minute and a half later. I don't really know time on New Year's Eve because everything's crazy. She comes up to me. She goes, there's no vodka in this. It was like, it was like a bit. 
like her and her 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 friend. I don't know if it was her man or his friend. He's like, there's a guy. Like there's a guy. Guy, come, guy right. comes with her, and she's like, "There's no wait, out. wait." So hang on. So they she leaves the bar, like takes like or stands there, takes a. Step, she stands there, takes a step. Now she, I, I would just have to say that she's standing in front of me the whole time while I'm pouring this. Okay. So she's looking at me, right? As I'm doing all this whole thing, because I'm looking at her as I'm pouring it. Didn't take a sip or anything. No. <laughs> she, she, well, no. <laughs> we, she, she, she's this? so I turn around and oh, she's okay. like, "You didn't put any vodka in this." And I'm go. You're standing right here the whole time. You saw me put vodka in it. You know there's vodka in there. She's like, "You taste it." Whips out the straw and tries to put it near my mouth. Now, Jimmy, no, thank you. you know me. Yeah, you're not I don't like that. that. You're not for that. <laughs> I don't like that at all. Um, um, then she goes. I go. No, get that away from me. I put vodka in it, and you saw me do it once again. I repeat myself because I, sometimes people. It's a nightclub. You can't hear me. And also, and also, like, and you know. Uh, Bar uh, bartending one on one, like you make the drink in front of them, so they see what you're pouring. That was the whole point, right? So she saw point. you pour. You saw me pour the vodka. Sure. So she goes, no. And also, I just want to reroute. It was a free token that she gave me, <laughs> right? Also, she ain't coming out of pocket for this. <laughs> you right? did not pay for anything. You did not leave a tip when you pay for it. You of course just not. Wanted a free Look, drink. Let me tell you something. The person who's like, you didn't pour vodka in this, is not leaving a tip. Oh my god! Off the rip. What like, is let's happening? Just, we just we know that that's not going to even remotely be a part of the scenario. It's but like, go on. It's like a Groundhog's Day every time. So she, so the guy next to her is like, "What are you doing? Why don't you pay her? Why don't you put any vodka in this? You should taste it." And then she tries to like put the cup up to my mouth, and I'm like, <gasps> "What are you doing?" So I'm like, not "So I'm all. like, listen, not and at so all." I look at her friend, and I go. What do you think I'm trying to do here? Not give people drinks? I was like, do you see what's going on around here? Like, everybody's trying. I was like, I don't have time for this. And she goes, once again, and she's, I, she was drunk. But sure, at the same time, who's not drunk out there, right? I'm dealing with people who New are hammered. New Year's Eve hammered. in the nightclub? Yeah, I'm dealing with God people damn. who are hammered who still know what they want, and they're still doing the right things, you know? Sure, sure. And um, so she keeps repeating the same thing over to me. <gasps> so my bar back comes up to me right behind me. And he goes, what's going on? Because he sees me losing my mind. Because I'm, <laughs> I'm yelling. I'm, but, but when you're yelling, all you could do in a nightclub, all you could do is see like me turning red. And right. my, my face. You can't hear, you can't hear anything. You can't hear the sounds, intensity, right? which, is what I, which is what I love about like bars that have like low playing music. When I'm like, I don't care. You know what I mean? One of those. Yeah, it's just like. Blah, 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 blah. So, yeah. Go on. so he, uh, my bartender, my bar back goes behind me. And he starts talking to the people. And I whisper in his ear. I'm like, hey. Don't give them anything. They don't deny it. Fuck them. Right? Mm-hmm. So I walk away and I start making other drinks. I see him making a drink. So I'm... I'm he makes in, a drink for them? He makes a drink for them. Right? So I'm, I'm furious. I'm furious. So I go up to him and I'm like, hey. And I like... And my barback is... You know, he's the best. Like, he's, he's the, one of the best barbacks I've ever worked with. He's a younger guy. Okay. He's always on point. He knows what he's doing. He doesn't... Like, he's just so calm. He's so zen about everything. He bounces me out very well. So, you know, him and I are great. Um, and he looks at me. He goes, hey, I told him never to come back here. <laughs> and you're going to be, he's like, if 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 um, they were going to be here all night arguing, I told him never to come back here. Don't come back. Ask for another drink. Take this drink and go. And I was like. Interesting. Strategy. Okay. I was like, that's not what I would have did because I, I would have been, been banging on the bar. Like, oh, you want a piece of me? <laughs> so he, I said what I said. No drink. <laughs> Yo, yeah, I was very much in dad energy. Like, that's what I was doing. I was, not, I was a dog on a bone, like not willing to give it up. And mm-hmm. they, I, ne- I didn't see them the whole night. Like, they might have went to other bartenders because it was three of us. Right. Never saw them. Never, and so he's, he was right. Out of sight and in mind. Look, yeah. that's, I mean, I think that, you know, it's interesting that he, like, your bar bag, was, he interceded and was like, all right, look, just give him a drink yeah. and they will never come back to the section. He was right. He was like, I know. He was, I was like, I was, I was, I was about to jump over the bar. He's like, I know, man. He's like, he was just like, why don't you just keep, he's like, well, just keep not getting arrested. Well, <laughs> it, it makes, it's, it's crazy in that like, well, I mean, it's not so crazy, but like if you watch someone pouring from the bottle of vodka, right? Yes, supposedly. Yeah, or like whatever you're seeing, but it's like again, what what would be the motive behind not serving you, her? Right? Why am I trying to play a trick on you while what? while you, there's five people behind you trying to get drinks? What am I doing this here for? My, I think people have this idea of of bartending, which is like that somehow I am 
benevolent in my bartending and I answer to no one. This is just my thing. Secretly, this is my establishment. And sure. I can do as much pouring as I want to. And, and yeah, you could do that in some bars. Some bars don't really care what the pour is because they make so much money, like whatever. But some bars do. And you need to like figure that out if right. like, before you start yelling at somebody like or bu- about buybacks or stuff like that. Like, what's the situation? Have you have you watched? Does anybody care? Does anybody not care? I used to, I I know we're supposed to talk about me behind the bar, but I used to go to a bar that my buddy used to charge me twenty dollars no matter how many drinks yeah. I had. I, so I would have all of them. <laughs> I would have all the I drinks. Know. I had a I had a sliding scale. Yeah, uh, I was charged on a sliding scale at one he, point. At he a bar. Just, he'd be like twenty dollars every time, and I would be. Mush mouth. <laughs> I'll be to the floor. Um, so, yes. So, all right. So, that is the uh, shitty woman who, who uh, clearly just wanted to fight. Just wanted, didn't like, didn't like your face. Didn't, which... that happens. I've been in a, I've, I average an argument, a shift there at that bar and then nightclubs. What was the last argument? That was remember? the last argument. The argument but the I, one before that one. One remember? before that one, I had, um, well, I have two. One guy who was trying to tell me what was going on, and he tried to, like, put his hand either on my head or my shoulder. He <gasps> tried to, like, touch me. He reached across the bar. So I had to be like, no. I was like, no. I was like, don't put your hands on me. He was like, oh, no, bro. It's like, oh, nope. I, I'll tell you this. Oh, well, I got one uh, before I get to the other one. Uh, these these On New Year's Eve, these kids was came up to New me. this New Year's Eve this year? This year. Okay. These kids came up to me. They had to be, like, 20. Everybody had to be over 21. So I didn't have to check IDs, which is great. Um, sure. So they had to be like in their early twenties, uh, maybe like twenty five at the most. They were being super nice and it was super cool until one of their boys was like, "Hey man, you my nigga, so you know how to like, you know." They're all we, white. They were all Asian, and they were like, and then I was just like, I was like, "Hey man, no." I was like, "You don't do that." I was like, you, "No." I was like, "We were fine until you just did that, right?" And he goes, "I'm sorry for disrespecting you," <laughs> right? And I was wow. just like, and I was like. I was like, I don't know what to do with all this right now. <laughs> it's like, obviously, you passed the line, but then you immediately retreated. But I didn't know what you wanted me to do in that moment. Did you want me to give Wait. you a pound? Oh, okay. So he said it to you, like, yo, you my nigga. Yes. And Whoa. then he, like, immediately retreated off of it. And I was just like, that's that was super disrespectful. And I was just like, nah. But before this, actually, so um, to tell you what, listeners, I'm, um, my mom's from Guyana. My dad's from here. He's uh, American black. So I I worked a West Indian uh, at a West Indian party. West Indian, okay. So it was you were in the bar there. Fun. It was fun. They were playing like a lot of nineties uh, West Indian, you know, a lot of nineties hip hop, nineties West Indian joints. Like it was like really good. It brought me back to like the you know um, the parade days of when I used to go out there. But uh, same thing happened. Like this, uh, it's dark in there, you know, in these clubs. And people think that they're watching, but they're a little intoxicated. So um lady asked me for, like, a Henny and Coke. So I'm pouring it. I give it to her. And she's like, you didn't give me my Henny and Coke. And I'm like, yeah, I did. I gave you a Henny and Coke. It's right there. And it's gone. Like, she... She took, drank it all and was I, like, it's not there. Either that or, like, somebody took it, right? So I was like, you know what? Okay. Fine. So I put another one down. And then she was like, you t- you taking so long? Give me the... T-. Like, she was, like, yelling at me for taking so long for a drink that... I was being nice by giving you another one because it's gone. Sure, yeah, yeah, You could have passed it behind you, whatever. But I'm like, people's is people's, whatever. She, so her friend... All of a sudden, her friend just comes out of nowhere, and it's like... I'm like... Once again, I say the same thing. I'm like, what do you think I'm doing here? <laughs> yeah, like, what? Why would you think that I would not... I would take so long... I'm just not... I'm being disrespectful to you, even though there's 17 people behind you. Her friend just jumps in front like, she's a little drunk. <laughs> so plays the mediator. She plays the mediator. Great. And then she's just like, I just want my Henny and Coke. Can you get that one for me, please? <laughs> and I'm just like, I'm just like. So man. she steps on her friend's neck to get her drink and she's like, look, this broad is crazy. Yeah. This bitch is crazy. But just know that I'm just trying to get my shit. I'm the type of bartender as I think I'm cool, right? I could be cool. Okay. But I'm very much about justness and rightness. And if I give you a drink, and if you want another one, just say, like, hey, can I get another one at some point? Eventually, I can try to get that drink to you. But trying to f- trick and fool me does not make me a fan of yours. And that's a problem. That's that, <laughs> As with anyone, I feel like anyone would really, like, trying to play someone for a sucker, 
They generally don't like to be played for a soccer. Yeah, right? no, I, I agree. I would, and also, I would just like to say one more thing about one more story about Bill's Bar and Burger. Sure. Uh, when I first started working there, there's a lot of chaos when you first open a bar. So I remember, I remember pouring a pitcher of beer, and it wasn't coming out. So I went up to my bar back, and I was like, "Hey, this beer isn't coming out." And there was like a uh, a what do you call it, a divider in the middle of the bar that you had to walk around. So sometimes you can't see the other end of the bar because there's a big column right there. So there's like a huge column. There's a huge column in the middle of the in the middle of the bar. So right. you have to walk around the column. So all of a sudden I come around and all the guys at the at the beer tap are just like, hey, hey, hey. And there's all this beer flowing over. They were like, hey, once you left, the beer started coming out. So we just started drinking it. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like I can't be mad at you guys. Yeah, I can't be look, mad at you guys. It's very funny. That's very funny. Like you guys just started sticking their their mugs underneath the uh, the tap, and I was just like, "Yeah, that's fine." You know what? Like you know when you when you're digging for oil, you know what I mean. And if you strike, then you struck. That's funny. And if everybody left, then you know what? This there really can't. Like, there's no Geneva Code. I don't no, think, you know no. what I mean when it comes to that sort of thing. So, yeah, I don't think you can necessarily follow that. Like, <laughs> no, hey, man. as a drinker, I'm like, that's pretty cool. Like, yeah, you guys like, I, and also, like, at the end of the day, like, this isn't going to be out of my pocket. No, so, no, that's that's the time. They call it, well, it's called uh, overspill. But then before I left Bills, they started counting, like, overspill. Like, one time I started, like, they were like, if you do, if you take, if there's a bunch of foam coming out of the kegs. Because when you first open a keg, there's a lot of foam. Sure. Then all of a sudden, uh, it was fine. So you just write it off. So you say, like, I did. I had two pictures of foam come out of this of this te- of this keg. Okay. Right. So I did that. One day, I come in and a manager goes, "Hey, you have like two hundred dollars in like spilled drinks," and I'm like, "Yeah, man. Uh, there was a bunch of kegs that had to come in this morning. Nobody. They were all dry." And then. He proceeds to go, I'm going to have to write you up. And I was like, excuse me? And he was like, yeah, yeah, because you did too much. That was too much overspill. I was like, so you rather me not count anything and just say, I was being honest. And he was trying to, uh, he was trying to actually look important to people. So he thought sure. by writing me up that he, would do that. That you're, that you're on top of that. He's on top of his job. And not too long after I had to leave because they were, it was a lot of that going on. Like, like penny pinch. It, I mean, you, they're charging, at the time in Midtown, they were charging 7 or $8 for like Budweiser. That's not appropriate. Which is like a $3 beer yeah, at, like, at most. Yeah. At, at absolute most, I will pay $6. What? Most. most. That's the ceiling. That's the ceiling. I, 601, I'm not there. <laughs> plus tax, right? Not, yeah, not, six not plus tax. No, I'm not paying. But they were doing that, and I was just like, oh, they're penny-pinching in here, trying to be cheapo, so I'm out. So, yeah, the, and you don't deserve that. You really don't. Nobody, deserve, nobody deserves to be mistreated in the service industry or anywhere else. No, not at all. Um, so that, okay, so that being said, like... It's it's clear you've you've seen a lot, yes. right? And as Correct. listeners for the last thirty eight minutes, you've been like, "Wow, this has been insane. This has been yeah. an emotional <laughs> ride." So that then, okay, uh, that then moves us into our next segment, right? Yes, which is I haven't come up with a name for this yet, so I'll call it like it's five questions. So like you know the five tap questions. Mm-hmm. Tap questions. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Five tap questions. Something like that, right? But uh, no, these are so for you, for everyone listening here. Uh, basically, this is five questions I ask our guest to get the insight into their world as a bartender. What okay. is their world that? What is these questions will examine what their world looks like? Okay. Let's do it. So, first question What is a myth? people have about being a bartender funny you should say that that goes into what we were talking before um people come up to me and they go make it strong mm. so the, the myth is that when you say make it strong that i will instantly make it strong uh as i was telling you before there's different counts if you want a stronger drink then you say i want it on the rocks or i want um a double so if sure. you want a really strong drink you go uh i'll take uh vodka and soda and make it a double 
that's three ounces of, of um, vodka. vodka that is going to be in your drink now rather than one and a half to make it stronger. But saying to me, make it stronger, the myth is that I'm going to make a weak drink, which is very insulting. Sure. Right. If you have no clue who I am or how I bartend, then saying make you don't need. So I could already make my drink strong and then I could be filling six ounces and that is going to taste disgusting to you. <laughs> right. The sugar is going to throw off the, the, You're the not, it's going to be trick. And also I feel like, and this is just a jump in kind of a little bit, but like when you say make it strong as if like instinctually, you're just going to throw them a double for free. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Right. So that's the thing. And, and or they'll, they'll put this little trailer onto the train where they go, I'll hook you up after man. You what? No, you <laughs> because you won't, because you're saying that or also you hook th- me up now. What right. they don't know what hook you up means, so they're like, "Here's a dollar. Don't say I didn't do anything for you." And you're like, "What is happening? Like, why?" I think people just have. I don't know where they get it from. Cheers? Do they get it from Cheers? Do they get it from uh, bad internet culture? I don't know where they get it from, but they have these um, ideas of what talking to a bartender is, and it's, they always piss me off. And it's only me. I would say this to your listeners. It's only me. A lot of bartenders don't get pissed off with it, but I get mad when people well, say make it strong. Well, this is about you right now. It is about me. I want to know about you. All right. So make it uh, make it strong is a myth that you know what don't because you, you don't know how I make you make don't my drink. don't know what that means. Correct. You don't know what that means. All Correct. right. Number two. What is the biggest tip you've ever received as a bartender mm. in one sitting? In one sitting. So sometimes they do this thing called pull the house. That means that all the servers and bartenders. So it's either a situation where you're getting all the tips by yourself if you mm-hmm. are working a certain shift or you, you're splitting your tips with the other bartenders or pulling the house means splitting tips with everybody. Sure. And the servers and bartenders and barbacks. So everybody gets like an equal cut. So probably um, I think the biggest tip I ever got was probably – I think it was like two hundred and something dollars. Two hundred like, bucks. Yeah, from like a, in a single sitting from somebody who was just like, "Hey, Merry Christmas, whatever it oh, is." Wow, so, like random. Yeah, like it was just... like a random like two hundred dollar. Or I mean, if you go cash, like people have slipped me a fifty, and then they say, "Keep it to yourself. This is yours." And which, as a bartender, you shouldn't do if you're pulling with everybody else. You should definitely put that in tip jar because then everybody's going for slip if you don't do that. Then at the same time, though, like, I would think that if you slip a 50 to your bartender, you're going to him, right? Yeah. Yes. No. But but when you say keep it to yourself, that when you start keeping it to yourself, everybody's just going to go rogue. (laughs) <laughs> you, know, yeah. right? you know what I mean? Like you don't everyone's want everybody to go rogue. Everyone's going to keep it to themselves. Yeah, you want everybody to to buy into the system. So you you have to lead by example as a bartender. Got it. Okay. Yeah. So number three, and we kind of jumped into this on number one, but what is your pet peeve as a bartender? This is now your. No, time I got to some shine. other. I got some. I got some other. But I just need one. <laughs> you I, I know you. I need one. Well, um, people tend. To, I talked about this before. Tend to reach across the bar. For yeah. like, I mean, just for whatever reasons, they're like, I want this, or what, what about they'll try to like, they'll try to like grab like napkins, or like they'll try to like do something where they're like trying to uh, say like this is what they want, and I'm just like, hey, hey, don't read. This is an invisible partition right here. Don't reach across that bar, you know? Right. That right. that pisses me off. Uh, but I said make it strong before. That's right. the thing that pisses me off. Um, I'll hook you up. Strangely, people who say I hook you up are usually in the industry. And then and they're just like the worst people in the industry because they will not hook you up. <laughs> they, 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 they will not. They they lied. People who don't know how to tip piss me off. Um, it's supposed to be 20% or more. Sure. Right? So um, you could not do – you can do a dollar a beer or you can do 20% at the end of the night. Right? right. Depending on how much it is. You know, it's your judgment, whatever it is. But you should tip um, whatever it is. As I look at you, I'm sorry. <laughs> We've never been in a situation where you haven't tipped. Um, but you should you should definitely tip. But uh, people try to act like they don't know. It, they're very foreign. Like working in a nightclub, I've had people order bottles, $300, $400 bottles, and like leave no tip on a bottle. So here's the question. You're ordering a bottle. What is an extra $60, $70? When or what's you, it supposed to be? Right. Right. You're overpaying for a bottle that's $50, <laughs> right? Exponentially. If that, right. If because, that, like, if you get a bottle of Grey wholesale. Goose, 
Yeah. You can go to a liquor store and get a bottle of Grey Goose for like 40 bucks. Right. Right. So you're paying $400 for that bottle. So. Why are you not paying a tip on that? Right. And that, that pisses me off. Also, tipping in general pisses me off. I, it's, I have the uh, 1619 edition of the uh, um, New York Times with, right. the, with the edition. With tipping comes out of like slavery. I'm sorry to get really real right now, dude, but it comes out of like it I comes out of that. like segregation. Sorry, not slavery, segregation, and um, it pisses me off because people still to this day will be like, I don't know, twenty percent. Should I? Like they're doing somebody a favor, but it's like that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed right. to tip somebody twenty percent if you enjoyed your meal, even if you didn't enjoy your meal, fifteen percent. You're not supposed to not tip at right. all. That pisses me off when people don't tip. All right, so if you owned your own bar. Yes. What would you name it? Um, Southside Dreams. Southside Dreams. <laughs> Southside Dreams. Yeah. Now, where where did that come from? Uh, my nickname uh, in the early 2000s, uh, inspired by the American Dream Dusty Roads, was the Southside Dream, Thomas F. Ray. Because you're from where? Southside Jamaica Queens. There it is. Born, no, not I, born, but raised. <laughs> I was, uh, I was leading them to that. Yeah. Southside Dreams. Southside Dreams. That's that's a great name. Man. That's good. I, I like never that. thought about that, Jimmy. That's good. That's what that's what the questions are here. For. Yeah. All right. Our final question. What is your favorite drink? Well, I have two before, like especially drink beer. Dale's Pale Ale, yeah. Dale's, shout out to you, Dale's Pale Ale. Shout out to you, Dale's Pale Ale. DPA. Uh, Tullamore Dew uh, Whiskey on the rocks. Okay. Love it. You're there for that. Um, and for a mixed drink, so my wife is a big gin and tonic person, which I am not. But if we're doing those, I'll do the Jim Search, which is a vodka soda. Vodka soda. Yeah, that's a Jim Search special. That is that is my uh, that's my jam right there. <laughs> now. All right, we are now on to our final segment of the show, which is called What Were You Drinking? Yeah. Now, this is a part of the show where I dig into my Facebook and Twitter timeline to find the messiest posts that I can find. Awesome. And you, as a bartender, because you have seen people drinking for so long and have served people for so long and seen people say so many things for so long, yes. you could diagnose what... Were they drinking when they wrote it? I want to do this. Perfect. Do it. All right. Now, here it is. I'm going to, I have two actually, but I'm going to, it's hard for me to pick. All right. <laughs> well, yeah. I'm going to go, I'm going to go a little uh, gory on this one. It's getting a little scary. But uh, now understand that I'm talking about a finger. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> Cut the tip off. Couldn't get the bleeding to stop. Went to the hospital and they didn't know what to do. What to do to the tip is gone. Can't stitch it. So they had to cauterize it and it didn't work the first time. So they had to do it twice. Oh my God. This is a, these are real, these are real things I read. That's the end of the, that's, that's the end of the whole thing? It's the end of the thing. I can read it again. No. Well, I don't, I don't want you to. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. Um, what was he drinking when he wrote that? Jaeger bombs. Jaeger bombs. Jaeger Interesting. Jaeger bombs. bombs. What makes you say Jaeger bombs? There's a there's a something about deer's blood that makes everyone just lose their mind at some point. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's like <laughs> I think I've seen That's like, a great answer. It's <laughs> it's not the thing about Jaeger bombs, personally and professionally, I've never seen like a good outcome on sure. those. It's bombs. like they're like Red Bull and Jaeger, man, they're just like but even Jaeger itself, it's like after a while, you're just like, oh, man, this is great. And then you just – it just gets real blurry. So Jaeger bombs, man. Ugh. So you think Jaeger bombs is what inspired uh, cut the tip off of my finger? I think it's three rounds the three rounds of Jaeger bombs, and he had something else. But that's something else. He doesn't even know what it is. <laughs> fair, fair. Okay. Whatever, whether it be beer, whiskey, or whatever it was, doesn't know. Jaeger bombs got him. Jaeger bombs is what did us in, but un- unknown uh, uh, liquid up to that point. Yeah, is that, I think at Got some it. point they stopped doing Jaeger bombs, and then they did something else, or maybe he started with something, and then somebody was like, "Hey, we should do Jaeger bombs," and then like blurry. After that, he was just like in the hospital. <laughs> Fuck it. Fair enough. All right, great diagnosis. Well, yeah, Solid thank diagnosis. you, thank you, thank you. Uh, I was worried about this part of the podcast. So you know what? I didn't Look. Know. 
you know what? You know, you know more than you think you know. Actually, <laughs> you, oh my god, you, you really. <laughs> Tommy did a spit take, I think, on that one. Of, uh, <laughs> you know more than you think you do. Yeah, no, it's true. So there it is, man. Uh, you know what, Tommy? Thank you so much uh, for uh, coming through. Jimothy. I was thinking another theme from Beverly Hills Cop. Okay, I'm sorry. So you got so listeners, you should know that uh, I've known Tommy a very long time. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, I should also let you know that he will break out into song and dance <laughs> when you don't know when it's coming. But not uh, in a, not in a blackface way. More of a no, like, more not, of a, like a, a dad who loves songs yeah. that are on the radio. So like yeah, so like <laughs> I'm trying to do like the outro, just like hey Tommy, thanks for coming through, and then he's like do 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 do. It's like all right. Yeah. I was going to beatbox in the beginning. We told me not to. We, t- we <laughs> talked about that. We talked about that at lunch. I love the gym search face. I love, <laughs> hey, look, you know what, Tommy? I'm, I'm, I, I love you too, buddy. And I'm so glad you got to come through and talk, uh, talk your bartending tales and whatnot. Uh, but uh, that being said, uh, where can people find you, uh, uh, social media wise? Thomas Re- Thomas F underscore Ray on Instagram, and I think that's about it. I had to do a sabbatical for um, social media because. Uh, I was trying to write some stuff, so sure, uh, nothing well, right. Just Instagram right now. Just uh, hit him up on the gram if you enjoyed his stories and you enjoyed his tales. Please uh, reach out to Tommy there. Yeah, uh, tell if, Jim to have me back on. Do it. Yeah, you, you know what? Look, if we get if we get because here's the thing. The great thing about this show is that uh, there will be repeat bartenders because believe me. The bartenders I have on this show um, have more than three stories. I've got a bunch. <laughs> more than one, uh, less than a billion. So, uh, <laughs> but yes, uh, be sure to go look for uh, Tommy on that front. Uh, if you're looking for me, you can find me at Jim Search. You can go on so all social media and uh, find, yeah, you find me at Jim Search on all social media. And then go to JimSearchComedy.com. To look for dates and all that sort of stuff. Muddy Waters. Uh, yeah, and of course, uh, come check our show, Muddy Waters. It's the last Thursday of the month. Uh, just go do it. Uh, and you can find us on, on social media to figure out that. Uh, if you want to email the show, you can. It's uh, openbartalk at gmail.com. Uh, hit us up there, and it would be great to hear from all you listeners about all the crazy shit you've seen while you were at the bar. It would be fun to hear from you. So, Tommy. I appreciate you for coming through, my friend. Thank you, Timothy. And, uh, you know, listeners, be sure to put a water between each drink, and we'll see you on the next one. Peace.